the October 13th edition of Global Nashville with Carl Dean. I'm Patrick Ryan, President of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Good evening, Mayor Dean. Good evening. Good to be with you. Today, uh, you'll hear from the new director of the Nashville uh, Mayor's Office of New Americans, uh, Mohammed Shukri Hassan. Good evening, Mr. Hassan. Thank you for joining us. Mr. Hassan, who was born in uh, Somalia, worked or advised the Metro Public Health Department, the New American Development Center, the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, Metro Arts, and the Tennessee Immigrant and Refugee Rights Coalition, and the New Americans Advisory uh, Council. Hello, Mohammed, and uh, welcome to Global Nashville. Thank you, Mr. Ryan. Thank you for having me today. It's it's great to uh, to meet you and and have this conversation this evening. Uh, before you and uh, Mayor Dean start your conversation, I just wanted to ask uh, the mayor one question. Uh, the, the office, uh, the legacy of the office is in, in your uh, tenure as, as mayor. Uh, can you share with us uh, the origins of uh, the office? What, what was happening in Nashville that uh, led to the creation? What was the situation with, with New Americans? And what were the objectives of the office uh, when it was launched? I think the main thing that was happening was that Nashville was becoming an increasingly diverse city and more and more immigrants were coming to Nashville, which I regarded as a positive thing for the city. And I felt it was important that we do all that we could to make sure that people felt welcome in Nashville, that uh, they were able to know that there are resources there, whether it was in the area of education, whether it was economic issues, whether it was political issues in terms of getting involved with the government. Um, that there were there was people here to help, um, and I also thought it was important that we send the message to everybody in Nashville and to everybody uh, around this country and around the world that we are a, an open, friendly, welcoming city. And so that's why we started the, the the office for New Americans, and I think it was one of the very first in the southeast. And um, you know, it's we got some good people working in that department and did some really good innovative things. And I'm thrilled that Mohammed's there now. Um, I can say, I think without any question, that Mohammed is somebody that if you have been active in the political, social, economic issues facing uh, Nashville in the last five, six years, he's somebody you've had to have met because he is one of the busiest guys I've known. He's, he's always involved in, in really positive things. So I'm thrilled you're on the show and I'm thrilled that uh, you have this new position. So why don't we start with this? Um, in sort of three minutes, if you can do that, tell us where you were born and how you ended up here uh, on this show tonight. All right. Uh, three minutes, I'll try my best. Thank you, Maydeen, and yes, uh, my name is Mohamed Shukri Hassan. I was born in uh, central Somalia, late 80s. And uh, as many of you guys uh, kind of know, early 90s, whether it's Rwanda, Somalia, it's African countries that were going through civil war. And uh, as a little boy, I, my family ended up becoming refugee and we ended up in Kenya. And uh, back then there was, I think President Clinton was president here in US. Uh, there was a very generous uh, refugee settlement program so my family was one of those families that end up winning a, a lottery to come to us first mom came and then she petitioned for us we ended up reunited with her late 90s in, in atlanta georgia so that's how i came to america and then um 
in in late 90s early 2000 i think nashville was changing i think back then that was before your tenure mayor parcel was uh here uh, and then nashville has a lot of jobs um, so my family heard about the dell computers here um so that's how we we keep hearing good things about Nashville where things are a little bit closer to each other, less traffic, there are more jobs here. So we ended up in Nashville. And I was, uh, I think when we moved here, I was in, in high school, um, mid 2000s, um, I think 2005, 2006. Um, and then right after high school, we didn't have a lot of social network. So mom and all the adults were going and I was trying to figure life out. So. I ended up getting a pizza job over at West End Avenue. I ended up going to community college at Nashville State. Ended up transferring to Tennessee State. And around 2009, when I think Mayor Dean got elected, that's when I was sophomore junior at TSU. And uh, there was this English only stuff that's going on. And I was a highly curious kid. So that's how I got involved in the community. And I think Nashville had this perfect storm of like mixed with Southern hospitality, but also people are generally, once you get to know them on the personal level, are welcoming and warm. So my curiosity kind of have driven me to what I call participate in the life of the community. So if, if back then Metro is doing something, I used to just show up and do, if there's a campaign, I used to volunteer on it. And, and I remember um, volunteering for Turk as a back then a small organization and graduating from college. And my first job is getting a, there's an initiative that'll get created back then. And that's that's post that uh, referendum that's out kind of, there's a group called Nashville for Everyone and there's this English only. So I was on the other side of fence. So out of college, I ended up with uh, getting a job at Turk, uh, running this Welcoming Tennessee initiative. And, and Turk for the for the listeners is or the viewers is the Tennessee Immigrant Refugees Rights Coalition. Coalition, yes, that's right. So the Welcome in Tennessee initiative is fascinating. That kind of I was one of the first full time employee there, and we it's kind of a pilot program. It was well received in Tennessee, and back then, um, just kid out of college doing that work. And some days I'm in, in, in Memphis, Tennessee. Some, some days I'm in Knox, Tennessee. Some days I'm here in Nashville, Middle Tennessee, uh, talking about make, making this region and Nashville more welcoming. And a lot of my audience back then was um, people who are multi-generational Americans who are sometimes were on, the, on that side of English only side, kind of building that community uh, we called it receiving community because when immigrant and new people, even transplant people from Boston move here, th these people already live here. So they're the receiving community. So how can we, so that welcoming initiative actually grew to become Welcoming America, but it started up in South Nashville. And I remember when I left, that model was in 56 plus different countries. And that was actually a global movement with uh, all refugees and immigrant immigration that was happening. Um, Some Nashvillians were actually very involved in uh, welcoming America. Yes. So the yeah the the welcoming America get out yeah started out of that welcoming Tennessee initiative. So it was it was one of the I think untold story about how Nashville is very Nashville and Tennessee generally is very innovative on how to either not only welcome and integrate immigrants and refugees but also start initiatives that become model for national 
uh, and other states and cities. And so what, what, have, what were you doing right before you took the job in the mayor's office? With the... um, here? Yes. Um, I was working in a kind of very entrepreneurial intersectional space. I was doing a, what's called market entry where helping immigrants that are um, doing well economically, if they either want to buy real estate or they want to start business, kind of helping them connect with the right resources. Whether it's, they want to talk up to, to, some of them have maybe um, limited cultural or limited cult, cont, uh, contact. So if they need um, a really good business attorney. Um, so I was doing that kind of activities in a very consulting space. Uh, and that's what I was doing the past four or five years. Right. Yeah. And you still remained involved with Turk. I know you helped uh, a lot on the capital campaign they just did. Yes, uh, I, I, I was. Before I took this role, I was very active there, especially with the capital campaign and uh, trying to build that community center for the community. Yeah. And so is your family all still in Nashville or they all stayed? Yeah, uh, my mom recently went back right before COVID to visit uh, family members to Kenya, but a lot of my siblings are here. Um, I have twin siblings, a boy and girl. Um, a girl is married and she has kids. The other twin works for tractor supply company out in Brentwood. Uh, our youngest work for the state of Tennessee. Um, he works for the Department of Revenue. He does the IT stuff. So all my siblings, family still live here and we love it here. Good, good. And so you have this new position. Um, tell us what the position's title is and what were you, what are you hired to do? So the position title is speaks for itself. It's called a director of new Americans. Um, and I think this, this position got created, I think, under you, right? When you're transitioning out and it's been here in, in that kind of period of two mayors that are very short ten tenured. Uh, what I'm hoping to do is, uh, I think the narrative the past decade in Nashville has been, Nashville or Tennessee has this fastest, you know, foreign growing population that are foreign born. Almost 12% 12 of now Metro Nashville are kind of foreign born and that number has been going up. And, and there's also this big perception is that these populations usually are the neighborhood that these communities live in predominantly out in Southeast Knowledgeville area or that. But as someone who's from the community, um, I have kind of the knowledge and the in intel that is, I think immigrant and refugees live all over the community and uh, meeting them where they are and finding them. People are not the same because for example, the first group of refugees that come to Nashville were the Kurds. Um, that something happened to them in Iraq through Saddam Hussein in 19, late 1980s. So they came 1990s. So to give you a context, a kid that was born in 96, Kurdish kid here in South Nashville, or the one that was born 2000, are in college, college graduate, there's a multi-generational community. Uh, and the experience hasn't been the same experience as with their parents went through. So one of my big thing is just kind of making um, not only Metro Nashville, but kind of even the, the business side of the community and the generally uh, our city here understand that, yes, um, it might get settled when they're refugees there, but when they're new to town, but immigrants live in every neighborhood uh, around our county. And I think Mayor Cooper ran on this platform of Nashville for everyone. Uh, so taking one step further and looking at assessing 
what, uh, what if there's like existing programs that exist, how well is the county agencies are serving this population and, and what needs to be kind of enhanced or fixed or fill in the gaps. Uh, that's one big, one big thing that I'll be doing and I think I believe that I'm hired to do. Um, with COVID, it has been really different world because everything, I'm more of a like show up to things and like nothing is better than real life where you're interacting or observing. So now everything is through kind of Zoom. So that kind of different, but I've been here for about a month now. And the, I think the mayor's biggest priority has been making sure that Nashville, especially this segment of the community get counted. So I've been doing a lot of census work um, and also a lot of COVID response um, work. How has, uh, has the, the new American population in Nashville, folks who were not born in the United States but live in Nashville now, how, how have they been affected by COVID? Is it, is it greater than the, than? Uh, yes, um, I think initially, yeah, I think back in June or May, uh, the that there's I think CN ran a story that especially our Hispanic community has been really been hit hard. Uh, the numbers have gotten better the past two months. Uh, there's one time that I think the the positive numbers on COVID around the city was like uh, out of the kind of out of hundred percent, but like thirty plus percent of that has been the the our Latino community, and they only make about ten percent of the city or less. So but it has gotten better the past few months with generally the way that the county uh, as the Metro Health and everybody around town learned, learned because COVID also has been a beast that nobody ever dealt with. So it has been a lot of scrambling and trying to do things. But since I got here, we set up a lot of uh, these mobile testings uh, locations and worked on some innovative stuff and, uh, but it, Initially, it was really hard hit, but things has gotten better the past few months. Well, let me ask you this. You mentioned you were working on um, census issues. And today, um, October 13th, the Supreme Court um, allows the Trump administration to end the census count early. Um, and I know one of the issues that folks who wanted to see the count continue for some time some time to get get it completed accurately and fully was that there's a belief that uh, minority populations, new Americans would be undercounted. How, how, what is the issue around the census when it comes to new Americans? And what is the issue about um, whether the, the census should be able to continue for more weeks and to do it right? I think I, I, we have been closely working with the, the regional people here. Some of them are based in Memphis. Um, and that is true. I think this is the second or third times that we've been going back and forth with the, uh, President Trump's administration. I think they wanted to end it at the beginning of October, um, especially the, the Department of Interior has been trying to do that. And then a judge out of California just ruled two weeks ago that it should continue until the end of October. Um, they wanted to end it at October 5th. So now we thought to ourselves, we still have a good two weeks to get people counted. And uh, we have been good success rate. Usually what has been happening is that the Census Bureau has been sending out this notice and doing outreach and some certain like zip code sending people to knock on the doors to do that follow up. 
our follow-up numbers has been 97. Yeah, I think almost 98% success rate when, when they, the census sent out their paper and they go. So that has been doing going well. Uh, but generally, I think even nationally, the trend is that minority communities are undercounted. Um, and for new Americans in Nashville, I think it's something that's very crucial. So some of the things I've been telling is that, um, you know, went into, we have this PSS in different language, we're telling parents, don't only count the head of the household and the mother count all your kids too, right? Getting them an understanding that dynamic where if, if the household is getting counted, make sure that also the number of the kids are part of that so that we capture the accurate data there. Uh, but I think that generally that there's a general and there's the feeling that the minorities are undercounted and the Trump administration has been trying to end this, I think, multiple times. So um, today's ruling just came out of the Supreme Court. So we don't know what's going to happen. I have to pick up the call and uh, talk to the census regional people tomorrow morning. Now, yeah. do you have any particular concerns about new Americans and access to education in Nashville? Um, Yes or yes and no. I think that the access to education that I'm really thinking about is that uh, I think Nashville is known for music and a lot of big industries, but it also like higher education hub. Um, I know that a few years ago there's this uh, DACA recipient and there's a huge push for like making sure that you know kids from that segment of the community get quality education, but the Nashville region kind of graduate about, I, I think I read somewhere between 164,000 students per year, the universities on the higher ed. So one thing I would love to see is that look into that and then in that number, uh, how much how much of that are in higher education retention that uh, new American kids are getting those college degrees and how many of them are retaining them here in the region as kind of workforce that are, you know, that can reflect a global, you know, global workforce uh, with different ethnicities and also that can also is equipped with speaking different languages. I think that that would benefit our region economically, both not only from the government side, but also from the private side. So my, my big thing is like looking at that, where, how are we doing that in, in that big number? And maybe potentially talking to all these higher ed institution in the area and saying what what is MTSU doing and what is TSU doing, what's Vanderbilt doing. Um, I know that Lipscomb University has been doing very well helping a uh, DACA recipient and you know kids from Latino, but how can we Latino community, but how can we expand that to all the, the entire community and make sure that all the universities in, in the area serving and helping our new American kids. What's the biggest challenge, the very biggest challenge facing um, immigrants to Nashville, refugees, immigrants? I think multiple. I think the, the two things that one biggest challenge has been, um, and this is the outstanding until we get kind of a immigration reform at in a, a national level, is, is that a big chunk of our you know, uh, resident, especially from Latin America and South America, are uh, undocumented. And that kind of limits, even if someone is highly entrepreneurial, want to participate, open a lot of, you know, businesses and help do a lot of good things in the community, it limits them because of being undocumented. And then the other part is that the biggest challenge is that 
the dot we are not as Nashville or as a region, we are not traditionally port of entry region. So we're not your Chicago or New York and those places or like out in West Coast, California or that where immigrants have been coming for a generation and just settling, settling there. And I'm sure that places like Boston, their neighborhoods that are like Irish and Italian and all that, and those are immigrants that come and have those neighborhoods. I think Nashville, it's, it's forming and getting organically creating itself, especially we have Lower Kurdistan, place around Plaza Mariachi, that's kind of like a Latino community ecosystem with Casa Asafran. The biggest challenge is that right now, uh, as a community get absorbed around the county, make sure that there won't be disconnect where uh, folks are either not disconnected from the community or from resources, and they end up in their own bubble and they, they feel like this place is the same as where they come from there, where there's no opportunity. So I think that's the, the challenge. There's a good infrastructure building. And I think um, Turk building that community center in that region of the county, uh, you know, connection existing there. And then the private sector out in Plaza Mariachi. If we have that kind of activity going and that kind of ecosystem in the community, a lot of these challenges can be addressed. Uh, but I think the big challenge is that a lot of adult population uh, not, you know, not feeling like they, they can fully participate with their right because they are undocumented. And, and right. that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that certainly has happened in the last, oh, eight years and certainly accelerated during the last election cycle is that more uh, new Americans have been politically active, run for office, been elected to council, um, which is a good thing. And I know you've been involved in, in politics some. And what's your sense of how friendly or receptive Nashville is to immigrants? If you just had to say, where, where, what's this, how are we doing that way? I think um, individually, um, institutions usually reform later than people. So generally, Nashville is very welcoming and friendly to folks that are um, because, for example, I'll give you an example. The, the two organizations right now that settles refugees or immigrants in Nashville are the Catholic Charities and NICE, the National International um, Center for Empowerment. And sometimes the moment, like, for example, I was talking earlier this week, I was talking to Catholic Charity, and they told me that because of President Trump's limitation, um, this fiscal year, they only settled 71, 71 families in Nashville. Uh, traditionally it used to be maybe about a thousand, I mean, a thousand families. Um, and those families after eight months, either the agency or nobody, uh, there's no like financial, any resources there. So usually it's either adopted or supported by a community group or a charge. So that says that a lot, that Nashville is very welcoming and receptive uh, when it comes to taking those actions. Um, but I think, I think we do have some institutional problems um, and a lot of that is um, institutionally hard to reform. For example, the, with the issue of language access, um, there's a lot of both state and metro agencies that get federal grants and a lot of those federal grants come with Title VIII. And, and the language access, if you evaluate, is not, is not up to the same as some of our peer cities in those kind of uh, uh, places that have been having a 
an immigration pipeline for a while, longer than us. So we are a getaway city, we are doing well in some areas. And those are the challenge that I see that's a bit institutional. There's a lot of blind spots where we need to kind of pivot and kind of even sometimes do some legislative stuff to require some, some agencies to serve this population well. All right, well, thank you. And I, you know, I wish you um, great luck, success in your new position. I mean, certainly uh, Nashville, I think Nashville's success is built on the fact that people are welcome here and that we're a diverse community. And the thing that makes a city go is talent. I think we're a richer place because your family was here. We're a better place. And so thank you for picking us. You know, I always said when I was mayor that the biggest compliment anybody can ever give us is to pick this as a place to live. And if you come to the United States and you could have gone anywhere, probably you could have gone to Minnesota, California, Arizona, you probably could have gone places that are colder or hotter than Nashville, but your family picked Nashville and that's the highest compliment that anybody could ever give us. So thank you for that. And thank you for what you're doing and um, wish you all the best. All right. Thank you, Matt, Dan. Thank you, Pat, you got anything? I just wanted to, uh, to piggyback on that. I, I, I really uh, admire someone who uh, has had the, uh, uh, what was the, the phrase, entrepreneurial transactional space. Um, when, when you master uh, those sorts of uh, skills and professionalism and, and move up and uh, improve uh, your community, it, it makes Nashville a better place for, for all of us. So I, I'm glad that uh, the World Affairs Council now is on your radar and hopefully we'll uh, be able to do some things together. Definitely, Patrick. Thank you for putting this together and inviting well, Mayor me. Mayor Dean, you're, you're welcome. It, it was a pleasure to meet you. Mayor Dean, thanks for uh, another great conversation. And we uh, look forward in two weeks, we'll be talking with members of the Kurdish community, um, Nawad uh, Harami from the Saladin Center and some of uh, his uh, colleagues from the community will be uh, on the program. So we'll continue to talk uh, to new Americans and then we're gonna be uh, starting to talk to some business people. All right. Mayor Dean. Take care, uh, Mom, Pat, take care. Thank Mom, you. Uh, thank right. you again. Good to talk to you. Have a good evening. All right, thank you, Patrick.